Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. Well, I just had a very exciting interview with a good friend of mine, someone who's very influential, very impactful, knowledgeable, well-connected, humble, and he's my friend, Tim Story. Many of you probably know of him or have heard of him, but he's just a, a very interesting guy, a very high-level coach, talks about mindset and mentality. He's got a new book uh, that came out a few years ago called The Miracle Mentality, and something we talked about today and something that I really wanted to focus on was overcoming toxic thoughts and negative thinking and how can we get the right mindset, set the right mindset so we achieve success, we achieve our goals, achieve our dreams. And it's probably not what you are thinking you're going to hear. It's very um, kind of a refreshing look at how our mind works and how we set our mindset and how to overcome obstacles. And that's really, you know, part of the, the key to this is, is overcoming those obstacles. You actually need a new mindset. And that's what he calls the miracle mentality. And, and my understanding of that at a very, very high level is that it's where our dreams, whatever they may be, are actually achievable. Things that you hope are actionable. And that's a key thing, hope being actionable. And, you know, there's a streak of spiritual healing that is tied through this whole thing. So I asked him about the miracle mentality, what makes it up, why it's an important concept for personal development and growth. And we broke that down. You know, there's a deeper meaning there, something bigger. It involves adventure, more opportunity. And then, you know, we took a little bit of time to talk about magic and believing in miracles and what causes it to slip away. Why do we actually lose what we're born with and what we've been groomed with as a young child? And then it just starts to go away. And a lot of that has to do with the environment. There's a very particular environment that we need in order to grow and foster and nurture uh, having the right mindset. And I'm not going to give that away here. We, we talk about it in the interview. And I love when he talks about what it is to have an uncommon life and why you want an uncommon life. And then what are the big things that take away? What are the biggest factors that erode that mindset and that faith and belief? So we covered a lot. It was a great interview. And I honestly could have gone for another two more hours, but I'm going to be meeting with him in a couple of weeks for lunch. And uh, since he lives so close to me here in Southern California, and then of course, he's one of our regular monthly speakers at our major Aspire Tour events, which this year will be approximately 4,000 plus people per event. So yes, if you can make it to one of our Aspire tour events, you know, by all means, you know, get yourself a ticket and attend. You won't regret it. You'll love it, love it, love it. So that is my intro here for today. Hope you enjoy the show with my guest, Tim Story, and we will uh, catch you on the other side. Well, it's my great pleasure to welcome Tim Story to the show. Tim is an acclaimed author, speaker, life coach, and he's known for inspiring and motivating people from all walks of life, from entertainment executives, celebrities, and even athletes to adults and children in the most deprived neighborhoods in the country. Tim has traveled to 75 countries and he's spoken literally to millions of people. He often meets privately to counsel high profile leaders in various industries. He's a wonderful guy. I've gotten to know him over probably the last four, five, six months because he attends our monthly Aspire tour events in major cities around the country. People love him when he's on stage and when he's speaking. I can't say enough about him. 
and I'm honored to have him on the show. So with that, Tim, welcome to the show. What a privilege to be on, and I'm loving your background. It looks very scenic back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? This is Southern California. We pay the price to live here, but you can't complain with the weather and the sky. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a saying, live where you want and invest where it makes sense. So this is not a place where I invest. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're an amazing guy. You know, we have you speak to two to 3,000 plus people each month at our events, our monthly events, the Aspire Tour events. Every time I talk to people about you, they love you. You know, they love hearing from you. You know a lot of great, great people all over the country and even the world. Do me a favor and tell me and my audience a little bit more about yourself because you're a very interesting guy. Thank you. So as a young person, I played sports like so many people do. And um, I loved baseball, basketball, football, and did pretty well all the way through high school in these sports. But my junior year in high school, uh, a friend of mine gave me a book about the life of Mother Teresa. And I remember saying to her, why do you want me to read this book? And she says, Tim, she reminds me of you. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I took this thick book and I read this book, Marco, about this lady who was a nun who heard the cry of the orphans and she decided to do something about it. And I'm telling you, it touched my heart. And I said, part of my life, if not all of my life, is gonna be helping the hurting, the underdog. So I went to my guidance counselor and he said, I know you're thinking of going to USC, but I wanna challenge you. You may wanna go to seminary. And he goes, I'm not even that religious, but I just think you're kind of like that guy. So I ended up going to seminary, going on and on, getting a doctorate in world religion, a master's in therapy. And I became a humanitarian all these years and now have been to over 75 countries, as you said, helping people's lives. That's an incredible story. And I know there's so much more to your story than what you're sharing. You're being pretty... Uh pretty humble about yourself, but I think people are going to get to know you a little bit better here as we go for the next 30, 40 minutes. You know, you mentioned a book and, and books can have an, you know, an amazing deep impact on us, especially if the message is good and it resonates. And, you know, you've written two or three books as I recall. Yeah. Your most recent book is The Miracle Mentality. And I, I didn't understand what that meant at first. It was like, okay, that's an interesting title, but it's a little hard to digest. But as I started going through the book, I started to realize, okay, this makes a lot of sense. So you've got this book, The Miracle Mentality. Can you give us a brief overview of what inspired you to write it and uh, basically the central message and what yeah. you hope readers will take away from it? The idea for the book came probably 20 years ago. I was talking to the Lee Iacocca, who became a great friend of mine. He said, you mentor me about spirituality, I'll mentor you about business and life. I said, sounds fair. So <laughs> that was 30 years of friendship like that. And Iacocca told me a story that Walt Disney himself told him. Walt Disney told Lee Iacocca, he said, hey, I went into this amusement park in the 1930s and I said, someday I'm gonna build my own amusement park, but mine's gonna be different, better, more magical. And I remember when Lee Iacocca told me this, I said, okay, tell me that again. What, what were the three things? I'm going to build my own, but it's going to be different, better, more magical. And I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting because that's how a lot of people think. Different, better, more magical. So if I was to take you, Marco, when you were a kid, 
and asked you at five, six, or seven, what do you want to be? It would have been something like, I want to be a cowboy, or I want to be an astronaut, or I want to be a baseball player. It, it would have been something big. It wouldn't have been like something small, because little kids think different, better, more magical. So that was based off the conversation with Lee Iacocca. Later, when HarperCollins and I were talking about what kind of book they wanted to do with Tim's story, I thought of that story. So I said, let me look up the word magical. And it meant extraordinary, uncommon, not normal, meant miracle. And I went, oh, man, that guy Walt Disney had a miracle mentality. And that's where it all started. Interesting. Interesting. So are you saying we want to live in the magical? And if that's true, what does exactly that mean? Is that a state of mind or is that a state of presence? How do you define that? I think that um, little children, they just have it inside them to believe for more. If you took any child into a toy store, they believe their parent can buy any toy that's up there. So that's why you could you could say to a little girl, you just get the Barbie. And they're like, and what about the dream house? <laughs> they're not wondering about, do the parents have money? Because I think truly that an utmost God created us to think utmost thoughts. And so right. that's why I could go to the toughest township in South Africa and speak to the kids there to go to some of the best schools, private schools in Connecticut. And I see the same miracle mentality. So I, I really think it's innate, but then we have to grow it. And that's where Carol Dweck's been so good from Stanford. She talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Me and you decided to have a growth mindset. Yeah, that's true. And I've always believed that at least as far back as I can remember. So does that mean that we're actually conditioned at a young age to believe in miracles and believe in magic? Or is that just a fantasy human trait that we are born with and then it's like conditioned out of us? I think it is innate. So it is inside of us. Just like if you were to buy a Tesla, there are certain things within that Tesla that makes it a Tesla. People that are on this planet, roughly 8 billion, it is inside of us to think beyond, to dream beyond, to do beyond. And here's a good thing that you just said. It's either conditioned out of us yeah, or it's strengthened by three things, education, mm -hmm. conversation, observation. So me being raised in Compton, California, seven people in a two bedroom apartment. How did I go from that to working with Oprah Winfrey and being on her show all the time didn't just happen. It wasn't just luck. People cared enough about me to train me and build me up and educate me and strengthen my miracle mentality. Okay, so let's just define the miracle mentality before we go deeper into this. What do you mean by the miracle mentality? Okay, so a mentality, as you know, is a perspective. Yeah. Okay? It is a point of view. It is a mindset. So it has been said, because I love to study the greats of the past. Mm -hmm. So back since the 1930s, some of the thought leaders started saying, our mindset is ours to set. So that's not something new to the thought leaders of today. So our mindset is ours to set. Mm -hmm. So 
if Tim Story and Marco go to a party and there's a hundred people there, depending on your mindset and my mindset, our opinion of that party could be two different things. Right. You could say, ah, it's too many people in a small space. I could say, but the food was great. And you could say, I had the greatest conversation. I talked to Tony Robbins for 45 minutes in the corner. He was awesome. Then Gary Vee came and we had a great conversation. I could say, I kind of got stuck with this guy that was very negative the whole time. So same party, different perspective. So my mindset on this kind of rainy day in Southern California, because we both live in Southern California, I choose to set my mind on certain things. My mindset is mine to set. So I choose to have a miracle mentality. A miracle, again, is uncommon. So you cannot shake it out of me. You can't beat it out of me. You can't threaten it out of me. <laughs> it is in me, deep, yeah. So I guess the miracle mentality is a choice of how we set our mind. Yes. It's more than that, but clearly it's an important concept for our own personal development, or our own personal growth. So I remember in your book, you talk about that and you got to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but ultimately having a miracle mentality leads to deeper meaning, bigger adventures, and more opportunities. Well, you said that perfect because I do know some very grumpy people that have done <laughs> well in life. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, very grumpy. I mean, I was recently in the box with one of the owners of an NFL team and he's grumpy, but he owns a team, but he's grumpy. But most people like yourself that do well, they have a miracle mentality. They think uncommon. They think outside the norm. And uh, whether you see that in Michael Jordan, in the way he thinks, the late, great Kobe Bryant, the Mamba mentality, Wayne Gretzky in, in hockey, Messi in soccer, great designers like Ralph Lauren. I just saw a documentary on him that's phenomenal. And he had a miracle mentality since he was a kid. Like he knew he was going to be Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. So I think we have better odds to have a better life with a miracle mentality. So you're saying that we need to have an uncommon life. Now, does that come before having a miracle mentality or do you need to have a miracle mentality in order to have an uncommon life? What comes first? I think that the miracle mentality comes first. Okay. But if you're Paris Hilton who I know, she was raised in wealth. Yeah. But it was the uncommon thinking that got her own wealth. I remember Robert Kardashian, who was one of my great friends and he passed away. He told me way back, watch my kids. They're going to end up doing great things in business, but they just look like normal kids to me. Mm -hmm. I known Kim, Kim since she was 14. But the mentality of doing things uncommon that came from Robert and from Chris somehow got in the kids and whether you like the Kardashians or not, it's up to you, but they have done some pretty good things in the area of business. So I do believe you have to have a miracle mentality before, okay. but if you already are raised into something that was grand already, you need to keep that miracle mentality to go beyond. One thing I've said to myself for years and years and years is I never want to be normal and I never want to be average. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not saying that I'm better than the next person. I just know that I think 
outside the box. I think bigger. I want to strive for better things. And when I look around, if I average out the, you know, the 10, 100 or 1000 people that are around me that I see on an ongoing basis, I don't want to be the average of all those people. I want to be better, different. I want to strive for more. So yes. you talk about the uncommon life, you know, maybe explain what the uncommon life, because, you know, when you first hear uncommon life, it, you could say, oh, I don't want that. that. That sounds like it's a downgrade or, you know, a negative thing, but it, yeah. that's not what you're talking about. So the, the common life would be this idea that people think that we are going through life. I don't mm -hmm. believe in going through life like, oh, my God, I'm already 30 or I can't believe I hit 45. I've never seen life like that. I think that life is such a privilege and that I believe in being alive in your life. So we've both been around each other. I, one thing I love about you is your quiet strength and also you're alive in your life. I can tell when somebody's animated. I am alive in my life. And part of this is this miracle mentality that even if we were facing a pandemic, I was still alive in that. Mm -hmm. Even though my father died when I was 10, I still found ways to survive and then to thrive. So no matter what we face, it's very important to realize that we don't have to sit in a setback, settle or cement ourselves, but we can have a certain mindset that will take us to a better place. And that's why this message is working all over the world. I mean, I get to speak from the White House to prisons to 85,000 people at one time. So this is a message that people respond to mm -hmm. because they know I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this resonates with everybody if they just open their ears and listen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we're all human. We're all, you know, we all have a common uh, DNA and programming. So it can't be all that different for one person or another. So, you know, we want to live in the magical, you know, mm -hmm. we're born to believe in miracles and maybe we're conditioned that way, or maybe we're just born that way. But it seems that as time goes on, it seems to slip away. Yes. And, and this is true for, I think, most people, sadly. Yes. So what's causing it to slip away? Why does this happen? Well, the thing is very, very important to remember is that we have to go back to our childhood and remember how we used to like to just enjoy life. So right. I did this research, Marco, for probably three years on children and their animation and the fact that they like to play nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> A child will wake up and say, can I play? But yeah, first you got to eat. Okay. And can, now can I play? Yeah. But you only got 15 minutes because you got to go to school. Mm -hmm. Can I play with that when I get at it? Mostly if they got a new toy or a new device. Okay. So a lot of childhood is, is set around playing. Or if a kid gets a new skateboard, he wants to play. Or a kid gets a new surfboard, he wants to play on a surfboard. Or a kid gets a new guitar, male or female, a little girl gets new rollerblades. They want to play. As adults, so many people have missed that to be playful again. So I intentionally am playful. I listen to Motown music every day of my life hmm. because it triggers me to little Timmy from Compton. That's cool. With a big Afro. <laughs> and I'm listening to my music and I'm like, 
Okay, because I got a lot of jobs, a lot of responsibility, a lot coming at me, a yeah. lot of powerful stuff, but a lot of serious stuff where people are hurting and they look for me. But Motown music triggers me to a good place. Okay, playing golf with happy people like you triggers me to a good place. Going to nice places with nice people triggers me to a good place. So Marco, we have to really go back to places of animation once again. So Tim, are you saying that we can all go back and put ourselves in an, a state or an environment where we can get that mindset? We can have that uh, every day. Into? Okay. Every day. So as, as you know, I coach big companies, like the biggest we have. And one guy who is a big CEO at a large company, he was having a lot of problems with his marriage, with his kids, and the pressure at work. So I said to him, what was your favorite show back in the 70s? Was it more The Partridge Family? Was it I Love Lucy? Was it The Brady Bunch? And he goes, why are you asking me this? He was, he was getting irritated with me. Right. And, and, and I had life coached this guy already for five years. And he said, well, you're irritating me. Why, why, why are you asking me this? I said, okay, well, what, which one was it? He goes, I loved I Love Lucy. And I said, okay, so here's your homework assignment for next week. I want you to watch three episodes of I Love Lucy, and then we're going to discuss it. And he goes, you're, you're losing your mind. I go, no, seriously, <laughs> that's, your, that's, your, that's your exercise. It's not to read Atomic Habits. No, I, I want you to watch I Love Lucy. This is a true story. So I had sent him the link where he could watch this I Love Lucy and he watched it and he says, Tim, me and my wife binged, watched. We just kept going. We just kept going on I Love Lucy. Yeah. He says, it triggered me back to innocent times. He goes, you little sucker, you knew what you were doing. And I said, okay, so let's not end now. So now I, I want, whether it's Gunsmoke, whether it's the Big Valley, whether it's Bonanza, I promise yeah. you it's a true story. I triggered that sucker for like three months straight. And he said, man, you just took me back to when I was like eight, nine, 10, yeah. 11, and life was so innocent. So when I tell that story, Marco, what goes through your mind? A lot. So one thing that's going through my mind is what Tony Robbins talks about, and that is you can change your state by changing your physiology. You know, instead yes. of moping, you know, slouching over and feeling down, you know, sit right up, you know, put your chin up, sit straight with a straight back, maybe go for a walk and, you know, take a deep breath, maybe pound your chest. Yes. That changes your state instantly and you feel better. You feel more alive. So that's one thing that goes through my mind. The other thing that's going through my mind is some of the things I've done in the past, the TV shows that I used to watch, you know, that made me feel like good and happy even some of the music like I, I remember when I was in my teens listening to men at work you know yes and, uh, like the song down under and whatnot and I, I literally taught myself how to code in a very low level language of, of assembly language listening to that one album over and over and over and over again and you know it's it's when I listen to that it just takes me back to my teens where I was like okay, but how see how Marco see how wonderful that is yeah so when you listen to men at work, it could all of a sudden connect you to, oh my God, my best friend, so-and-so, or I kind of had yeah. a crush on that girl. We need 
that. We need that innocence. And, and you know this because we both spend time with a lot of women and men that have done very well in life. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure in doing well. Yeah. And so as a therapist and life coach, I need to take you back into places of innocence. Yeah. So, you know, I, I originally asked you what causes this to slip away, you know, and, and you perfectly, you know, brought it around and, ha- and and answered the question, how do you bring it back? Right. But, you know, I, I know you talk about the five things that cause this mindset, you know, and the belief in magic and miracles and whatnot to slip away are disappointment, yeah. dissatisfaction, pain, loss, and then uh, depression. What are the two biggest ones that erode you know, that mentality and that faith. What, what I'm loving that you did your homework. Yeah. Boom. I love this. Okay. I'm going to go with disappointment and pain. So let me tell you what I mean. Okay. Disappointment is I start a company. I saw Sarah Blakely takes banks to where she did with the help of some people. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to hit those kind of numbers. Yeah. Four years later, five years later, It's quite the opposite. Disappointment. Disappointment means something did not work. Okay. Yeah. So what I see with a lot of people that me and you spend time with is they have a project doesn't work as they thought it would. Disappointment. A relationship maybe they're in doesn't work how they thought it would. Disappointment. So there's actually a a proverb in the Bible that says unrelenting disappointment can make you heart sick. That's not good because the heart is the center. Joy comes from the heart. Peace comes from the heart. Faith comes from the heart. So what I see with a lot of guys that we spend time with is they're heart sick. They've been disappointed by maybe their kids, disappointed by companies, disappointed by relationships. So Mm -hmm. disappointment is one. Another thing is pain. I call it life interruptions. Man. Nobody wakes up and says, this is the week I'd like a lot of pain. (laughs) (laughs) But man, pain can come. It could be in a lawsuit out of nowhere. It could be in a challenge from an employee. It could be someone tries to split your company. It could be real estate investments you thought were going to work. So that's, you know, that's where I come in. If you see somebody on TMZ, most likely they've come to Tim's story or they're on their way. In the area of celebrities, that's my strength. I deal with people in pain. So disappointment and pain that they usually did not see coming. Interesting. Well, that happens to all of us. I mean, everybody experiences disappointment, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times in life yeah. and even, even pain. I mean, it's, it's just a common human state. But the, then the, that begs the question, like how hard is it to catch ourselves when we're there but more importantly how do you write the ship like how do you how do you get yourself out of that that groove that rut to you know get yourself back in the state that you want to be like the positive mindset you know yes. the miracle mentality mm-hmm. so marco watch how cool this is so i'm never trying to conjure up positive thoughts so i can start feeling better right i tr- just want to become in alignment to who i really am So again, if I feel like I was created with a miracle mentality, then that is my true self. That's my authentic little Timmy story from Compton. That's me. All I want to do is get in alignment. So this morning already, 
I've been listening to a book on tape by Bob Proctor, the late, great Bob Proctor, on a certain subject that he's teaching on. And so that book of, of listening to that book for an hour helped me get in alignment. Prayer or meditation helped me to get in alignment. In the area where I live, there's a little place where I putt in the morning. I practice my putting for golf. That put me in a state where I was just feeling good about life. That puts me in alignment. So it's not trying to conjure something up or hype myself into a position. I'm just getting in alignment with who Tim really is, and you're getting into alignment with who Marco really is. So how are you pulling that off Like when you want to right the ship? I mean, are you saying, like, listen to music, watch a TV show, read a book that helps put you back into whatever your alignment is? Yeah, so I think that it's two things. We have to watch what I call your ear, your ear gate and your eye gate. So your ear gate and your eye gate. So what I see and what I hear. It's like sometimes someone will say, you got to watch this series on Netflix. And I watch it, and it's very disturbing. It's dark. It's going all kinds of crazy places. And I'll do my best to stick with it, because my friend said. But if it's too disturbing, just going in weird places, I will just go boom and shift it to something else. Yeah. And maybe watch When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> right. Okay. Same thing to music. You know, I coach some of the biggest rappers in the world. I don't listen to all their music because some of it is just not that great for my soul. Right. So I really watch what I see, eye gate, and what I listen to. So every morning, Marco, for one hour, I renew my mind, I feed my faith, and I starve my doubt. So when I leave my house, I'm not just like, everybody throw anything you can at me. No, man. I'm already like mine set already today. I've done it. Well, you know, that actually segues into one of the most exciting things I wanted to ask you about. I was thinking about this last night yeah. and it, it's, it's about toxic thoughts and negative thinking because those two things, toxic thoughts and negative thinking can be very destructive. And yes. for most people, it holds them back. If they don't know how to deal with it or overcome it, it holds them back. So, I guess my question would be, how do we become aware that we are processing these toxic thoughts and negative thinking? And then yes. my second question to that would be, how do we actually overcome those toxic thoughts and negative thinking? Yeah. So as you know, from reading all these books, that we get thousands and thousands of thoughts that come into our mind every day. Mm -hmm. uh, some people would say like over 50,000 thoughts that come into our minds. And it could be like you're watching a sh TV show and they talk about an illness and they say, and it could cause this and that and that. You're like, oh man, my right shoulder's been hurting. Maybe I have that illness. <laughs> it's like a thought. And so the, the thoughts will come. Here's the key. What do I do with those thoughts? So the thoughts, the thoughts will come. What do I do with those thoughts? What I, what I do with these thoughts is I just let them just go and I push them past. I, I push them past. I push them past. And the key is to so renew your mind 
and cleanse your mind and free your mind that when negative thoughts come, they feel foreign. So negative thoughts are foreign to my mindset. So if somebody starts to gossip about a friend of mine, they go like, you know, she's really bad. You, you probably don't know her, but she's really, really bad. I don't do well with that because mm-hmm. I've learned to free my mind and clear my mind that that's not the way my mind works. Mm-hmm. So once you learn to renew your mind, as you know, it's a beautiful place to be because those negative thoughts about we're not going to make it, I'm going under, they have a hard time staying in a mind that chooses to be renewed and have a miracle mentality. So a big part of it is avoiding it, like identifying, knowing that they're negative thoughts and then taking them out of your mind, suppressing them. Perfect. Watch. You identify, you recognize, and then I call it mind maintenance. Okay. I do mind maintenance several times a day because I hear a lot of negative stuff that you don't. Yeah. I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of calls from good people that say the sky is falling. Right. And if I just took that on the whole time, I'm in trouble. Man, I got to do mind maintenance, even on myself. I chose to stop watching mainstream media news about four years ago. I just shut it off entirely. I try not to spend any time talking to anybody who's negative, whether it be on the phone or in person. You know, I just excuse myself and move on. And I choose to be around people who I can learn from, make me feel good, that inspire me. So I create my environment, you know, that I like, I I want to create the environment that feeds me positive energy. And I just have too much going on. And I, if I stop to think about all the things that I'm working on and all the ventures and whatnot that I'm involved in, and I start to think about what if this goes wrong or what if that goes wrong, I could bury myself in negative thoughts. And I really don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do that. And I do my darnest to avoid it. So and Marco, I think you would agree with this, that when when we see somebody that has a miracle mentality, whether it be a school teacher that you had or one of your parents or grandparents, when someone has a miracle mentality, it changes environment. And I will tell you something that I've noticed about you by being around you through the Aspire Tour is you you walk with a miracle mentality. I don't know how you got it. I'll, we'll find out more another time. But you walk with that. And when somebody walks with that type of miracle mentality, it creates an atmosphere. And so that's a beautiful thing for people to realize that that atmosphere can change. If you have children, it could change your children. If you have your mother and father still alive, it could still change them. The miracle mentality changes the reality of even people around us. Yeah, well... Thank you for saying that. And thank you for noticing. I, I appreciate it. Nobody's really ever said that to me, at least not the way you've said it. So No, but I watch it. I, I watch it because, you know, when I watch Aspire Tour, which really, in my uh, estimation, is a movement that is going to continue to grow and just help, you know, millions of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you decided to take your time. You decided to invest. You decided to lead. And through that mentality and mindset with you and some of the other people that are involved, oh man, we're seeing people that have been stuck in an almost life go to an utmost life. Yeah. And yeah. What, what a beautiful way to live, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing it. We're getting great stories from people coming back. I mean, 
I probably shouldn't even, you know, share this, but there was a lady who approached one of our uh, team members on, on the floor. It, it was, it was, you know, a pretty large event. We had 2,500 people there, but this lady approached one of our team members and said, you know, I'm so glad I came to this event because she said I was considering taking my life this week. And, you know, it changed the way she was thinking. And she did. This, this is very real. And um, Marco, as you know, we, we, we both know good people that that have thoughts like that, that life seems so overwhelming. And I think it's so smart the way you guys put up different types of speakers, women and men with mm -hmm. different stories, because if, if maybe one person's story doesn't connect with someone, the, the, the speaker after that will connect to them. And um, so, no, but this, the miracle mentality that you are walking with Marco is evident and is needed. And doesn't this conversation make both of us want to continue in this miracle mentality? Well, I appreciate you saying that. So let's uh, let's start winding things down here. I'm going to throw a couple more questions at you that kind of yeah. uh, round out the conversation for today. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about mindset. Do you have a comment or a thought about what mindset we, as in my audience, should apply when it comes to our own personal finances? Yes, I, I think that the key is to become more educated in finance and uh, just because of my background of doctrine and world religion, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, my people are being destroyed because of their lack of information. Mm -hmm. The word destroy there means they're unraveling. So you don't have to be afraid of taxes. You don't have to be afraid of bills that come in. Mm -hmm. When you have the right mindset towards finances, and you realize that money could be made, money can be spent correctly, you could be a good steward of your money, that all of a sudden you have leverage. I call it legal leverage. And so that's one of the important things to realize. And then to realize that money is, is many times seasonal, just like there's a winter, a spring, a summer, and a fall. That's the way it is sometimes even with investments. But... Uh, Let's continue to learn, get educated in the area of money and finances and spending and how we spend, and then we'll have legal leverage. And I think we'll do nothing but continue to rise up. Yeah. And I'm a big fan and big believer in, uh, you know, in knowledge and education. Yes. You should be a perpetual student. You know, I know Robert Kiyosaki and he will be at the back of the room with a notepad, writing down notes, listening to someone who is far, far, far less successful and experienced than he is. But he knows that there's going to be some things that are said that, you know, it reminds him of what he already knows and is not applying or something that he's never heard before. So he's a perpetual student. He's always trying to learn from anybody and anything he can. I like what you're saying and, and never be too proud to ask. Like there, there right. are certain things I don't know. And someone will start talking at a certain level of how they did this and they merged that and did that. And I'll say, okay, wait a second. So, okay, how did you do that? And mm -hmm. even though I maybe become a master at what I do, I'm getting even better in certain areas that maybe Marco knows, but maybe there's areas that Tim Story knows that yeah. Marco can learn from me. Yeah, everybody can teach you something. There's, there's nobody out there that 
doesn't know something or experience something in life that can't teach you something. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like, I always like to start my talks with, you know, asking people the question, ignorance is blank, you know, and most people say, well, ignorance is bliss. And, uh, well, I always say, well, you know, there might be truth in that at times, but in my world, ignorance is expensive. Yes. You know, what you don't know can be costing you time and money and opportunity. That one is pretty unbeatable. What you just said, ignorance is, is expensive. <laughs> Let's yeah, stick well, with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I love it. So, and then maybe uh, share, if you don't mind some tips, if you have any on establishing a, you know, fulfilling or productive work-life balance, something that I don't have. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, what would you, what would you say about? I do have it. I have it and I believe in it. And many of my good friends that you know, Marco, don't believe in balance. I do. Yeah. And if I could just go through this quickly, there's different parts of your life. There's your mind, which is the clarity of your mind, the strength of your mind. There's a spirit. Yeah. There's your physical body. Watch. There's your job. There's your finances. There's your family. There's a relationship, whether you're in one or out of one. There's your social life. So that's called the Dennis Waitley Wheel of Success. Okay. Many guys I coach, I'll say financially, scale of one to 10, where do you think you are? They'll say nine or 10. Job-wise, where are you? Eight or nine. Family life with your kids, three or four. Relationship with your wife or your girlfriend or fiance, four or five. Okay, so what they've done is they've run towards the money and they've left this other behind, okay? And then many times you'll see that even in the area of their body and their mindset. I believe that you can be strong in the wheel of life, that you can be solid seven, eight, nine, solid eight, nine, ten in all areas. And if one area is lacking, then we take time and go after that area. We don't leave that area behind. So that involves uh, self-analysis of looking where you're strong, and where you're weak, and then putting the time and energy and focusing on strengthening where you're weak. It's obviously a conscious effort. You did that. My, they're going to start calling you the life coach to the stars. That, that was perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just thinking this visually. So, No, that's, that's what you do. You analyze like, I'm stressed out. Okay. Maybe yeah. you should uh, go to Big Bear Mountain and see if the snow showed up. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's funny. Very cool. Well, you know, Tim, I know I could chat with you for hours. And, you know, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, picking your brain a little too much here with too many questions, but maybe this is a good place to wrap it up. Do you have any final comments, thoughts, or takeaways before we wrap it up? And then I'll ask you how people can follow you. Yeah. I just want to say that to everybody watching and listening today, don't ever put yourself down. I say this, you may not be what you want to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. So don't put <laughs> yourself down and you've come a long way. And today's decisions are tomorrow's realities. So let's decide to get better. Keep following Marco and his podcast and uh, let's get better every day. Yeah, very, very well said, Tim. Well, Tim, I appreciate you taking the time. I know I'll see you here in a few weeks and then we'll see you at the next Aspire event in Santa Clara. And then, of course, we have our you know bigger event in Dallas, Texas in February. Yes. We keep talking about Aspire. I think, you know, I should just kind of throw it out there for those listening who would like to attend or see if it's in a city nearby. They can just go to the website at Aspire with an A, AspireTour, T-O-U-R.com. 
And uh, you'll see Tim on there, of course, and uh, you know my my business partners and a whole bunch of other people. So uh, you know we would love for you to come out and and attend and see Tim's story live on stage, talking about everything that he talks about more than what you heard today. So Tim, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. What a great conversation. So keep following Marco. And then if you want to find out what we're up to, just timstory.com. So T-I-M and then S-T-O-R-E-Y.com. Yep. You just answered my last question for you. So I don't have to ask you and that's how to follow you. So timstory with an E-Y. Uh, com, and I'll put that in the show notes and everywhere else so people can just click and go straight to your website. Thanks again, Tim. Well, thank you for listening to today's interview with my friend, Tim Story. It was very interesting to have a conversation with him here today, but I probably will bring him back on the show next year in 2024 because uh, there was just so much more that I could have talked to him about and asked him about. But in the meantime, I'm going to wrap the show up. If you want to talk to my team and have your free strategy session to talk about investing specifically on the real estate side of things, but even on the promissory note side of things, just contact my team and get your free strategy session. I love questions about real estate. Feel free to send them to me on our website at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com or just email me at AskMarco at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Remember to subscribe to the show. It takes you a couple seconds to click the subscribe button and you'll never miss a weekly episode. Thank you for all your ratings and reviews. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening and we will see you on our next episode. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.